I'm more excited about the opportunities we believe this could create for people throughout our community, job opportunities for our residents, uh, opportunities for minority business owners who might not have had those opportunities before. Uh, that's what this plan is all about, is, is creating opportunities for our people. Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. We are back with a bonus episode of the Jefferson Parish Pulse. This week, JEDCO is rolling out the Jefferson Edge 2025. This is the long-term economic development strategic plan to inform job creation, investment, and the future of the Jefferson Parish economy. Exciting stuff. This plan was developed in 2020 with help from TIP Strategies and a number of stakeholders. We brought a very diverse group of industry leaders, perspectives, backgrounds to the table to inform this plan, and we are so excited excited to dig into the actions that will propel this plan forward to do some good work for our business community. We've invited JEDCO President and CEO Jerry Bologna back on the show to do a deep dive into this plan. We'll talk about the core principles that drive this plan, like social equity and resilience. And we'll also talk about some of the trends that came about due to the pandemic that have helped to inform this plan. We'll talk industry clusters and goals. We'll get to all of it. And of course, we highly encourage you to check out The Edge in its entirety. It's an interesting read, of course, and you can find that plan on our website at jedco.org. This podcast gives a high-level overview of what all of this will mean for our community and our residents, so we hope that you will enjoy. Well, Jerry, welcome back to the show. You're becoming a series regular. (laughs) Thanks for being here today. I'm happy to be here always. Well, thank you. Well, first, before we dive into this bonus episode where we talk all about the Jefferson Edge, let's just get a uh, pulse check, pun intended, um, on on how things are going in Jefferson Parish. Well, Kelsey, things are going really well. I I think uh, it's been pretty well documented that we finished 2020 with a really strong year in Jefferson Parish. And I don't think anybody could have really predicted that back in March of, of 2020 when uh, when the stay-at-home orders first started uh, coming out, but I think it's uh, a real credit to uh, our business community, the resilience of our business owners, the diversity of our economy, and really to our residents that have supported our local businesses. And 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 you and I both know how important that is, and and that was part of our Spend Local JP campaign, uh, focused on encouraging everyone to support those small businesses because they. They generate the taxes that support our quality of life. And that's that's so important in a community like ours. Absolutely. And that Spend Local campaign was certainly a, a big part of what we did in 2020. And there were a lot of different things that we were working on, even in the midst of this pandemic. And we'll, we'll get to this. But uh, JEDCO never stopped for a moment and continued to carry out all of these different activities. And, you know, we had the Terrytown model home that was built and... Uh, you know, we had some some businesses actually open their doors in the midst of the pandemic. So lots of good stuff happening, even in the midst of some, you know, a very challenging and unprecedented year. It's one of the things that that I've been most proud of with this organization is that we never lost any momentum, uh, despite everything going on around us, all of the noise, all, all of the hardships created by COVID. 
uh, our core mission remained the same and, and we carried out that body of work in addition to all of the activities that were part of the, the COVID recovery. And, and the JEDCO organization has a lot to be be proud of there. And one of those uh, activities that we continued to carry out uh, was the Jefferson Edge and planning for the future of the parish. So before we dive into the Edge 2025, let's talk a little bit about the Jefferson Edge as a whole. What is it? Can you can you share a little bit of that history for us? Sure. The, the Jefferson Edge for the last 20 years has been the long-term economic development strategic plan for Jefferson Parish. I think it's one of the things that has kept our organization relevant and successful. It's kept the parish on the right track, and, and that is developing that long-range plan, that long-range uh, vision, and, and trying to achieve it. And, and what we have done over those 20 years is, is every five years, take a fresh look at it, see what needs updating. It's, it's I guess, the equivalent of our business plan, and, and see what's working and what's not working. And um, it's been a real critical part of the history of Jefferson Parish, the recent history of Jefferson Parish. And, and we've seen that in the first Jefferson Edge uh, in the year 2000, some of the things that came out of that were, were the Fat City redevelopment uh, efforts and, and the development of Churchill Park, where, where we sit with our offices today. Uh, in 2005, in the wake of Katrina, the Jefferson Edge really change courses to focus on quality of life issues, those things that were uh, real challenges at the time, uh, our, our school system, improving our school system, improving flood protection and insurance measures, uh, that was all codified in, in the Jefferson Edge. Um, and then more recently, the last two iterations, just focusing on industry clusters that we saw uh, the most growth potential, uh, creation of jobs, uh, focusing even on cross-cutting issues like permitting in the parish and, and our building stock. And that was really highlighted just in the last year with the model home that you mentioned in Terrytown and an effort to develop a pilot program to, to really increase housing opportunities and, and revitalizing neighborhoods. So the Jefferson Edge in the last 20 years has been a critical, critical piece of the parish and, and we're proud of that. And uh, as we move forward, as we get into the edge 2025, uh, we have a lot to look forward to because it's a very ambitious, uh, very ambitious plan. Yeah, and I, I, I'm really excited to talk about this because this was something that we had planned to develop. You know, we knew this was coming in, in 2019, coming into 2020, then the pandemic hit. And when you look at what was accomplished with this plan in a time where there were so many other things happening, this plan was still developed and it's very ambitious. It has a lot of really exciting things that we can look forward to. Can you talk about how all of this kind of came together, even though we weren't able to meet in person uh, like usual, and even though we couldn't do things the way we had maybe done them in the past? When we launched the original Jefferson Edge in the year 2000, while it was a five-year look, it was really a 20-year plan. So we knew uh, going into 2020, that was the 20 year horizon that we had originally set in the year 2000. So we, we also knew going into 2020 that we didn't wanna just do one of our regular five year checkups and, and revisions. We wanted to take a whole new fresh look at the Jefferson edge uh, and make sure we were, were on the right path. And of course, at the time that we were letting the contract for, 
for that new look at the Jefferson Edge, that's when the pandemic really, um, really came to light. And so we, we had some, some difficult discussions and, and the discussion was, do we hit the pause button here? Is this the time to be looking at, at an economic development strategic plan when we have so many immediate needs to, to focus on? And ultimately, uh, through discussions with our board of commissioners and, and our stakeholders, uh, it was decided that this was actually the ideal time to, to take a look at the strategic plan because we didn't know at the time how long the stay-at-home orders were going to last. We didn't know how long the impacts would be on our hospitality industry and our restaurants. And, and so it allowed us to take a look at our, our economic landscape through that lens and, and really prepare our community for what even a post-COVID world looked like, not just our, our Jefferson Parish economy, but how do we position this uh, to recover faster and, 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 and a better rate and, uh, and that's where, that's where we, we went. We went in that direction. We went full speed ahead, no looking back. And uh, we certainly were impacted along the way by you know, virtual meetings versus our, our typical in-person in stakeholder meetings. We, um, you know, the team doing the plan wasn't really able to get travel here and get on the, on the ground and see things with their own eyes. But I think we used uh, and utilize technology to, to the best of our abilities to, to develop a, a really great plan um, in, in light of all of this. So it, it's been full speed ahead uh, from the moment we made that decision. And we're real excited about the plan that has come about despite the hardships uh, faced. As we were planning, and, and you just mentioned this, we saw some changes and we saw some disruptions in the workplace and the workforce. A lot of things are different now than they were a year and a half ago, right? Like uh, it's it's just, it's almost feels like a whole new world, even though some things hopefully will go back to normal at some point. But obviously those changes to the workforce, these, these trends um, in remote work, telemedicine, those kinds of things, um, informed the new plan. Can you talk a little bit about how, how COVID has kind of changed what we're going to do in the future? You know, Jedco, of course, hasn't been insulated from this, uh, just as other employers, everyone has dealt with the remote work um, situation. And, and luckily for us, um, you know, we were able to transition to that uh, very easily. But not all of our businesses had the ability to do that. And, and that was really highlighted in the baseline data uh, that we were able to uncover through the Jefferson Edge plan. But you know, prior to COVID, Jefferson Parish lagged the country in, in remote workers going into COVID. 5.3% uh, of the US workforce, it's estimated, was working remotely prior to COVID. Uh, and in Jefferson, it was only 3.2%. So we were significantly lagging. Uh, maybe that's due to the hospitality, you know, a, a more heavy reliance on the hospitality industry. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's certainly something that was a challenge, I think, for some of our Jefferson businesses, because we had not been working remotely before. It was a totally new, a new look. But also, um, you know, things like Retail, online retail was was trending. Uh, I, I have a statistic here uh, that that came to us through the Jefferson Edge, and that was in the year 2000 when the original Jefferson Edge started. 
uh, only 0.8% of, of, of retail sales were attributed to online sales. Um, 20 years later, that was almost 16% of wow. all of total uh, sales, retail sales were, were done online. And interestingly though, in, two, in 2020 during COVID that, that dropped for, for the first time. Really? Uh, so so yeah. it, it remains to be seen if that's a, a, an anomaly or if online sales continue to, um, to climb and become a, a bigger part uh, of our lives. But you know, those are just some of the trends that, that we were looking at. Telemedicine. Telemedicine is something that our local hospital systems were doing well, and we thought we were doing really well. Um, with the numbers we had pre-COVID with, with um, telemedicine visits. Um, but, but of course, once the pandemic hit and it was, was full-fledged, uh, those numbers went up exponentially. And that's a credit to, to Oshner and LCMC and our hospital systems that were able to adapt. Uh, but that is a trend we think certainly will continue to, to increase uh, as we go forward. Those are all things that that had to be contemplated in in the plan. How, what does our work environment look like going forward? Are we going to have more businesses working remotely? We we certainly have heard from from office users that that you know they are working hybrid work schedules or uh, allowing their employees to work from home more. Uh, we, we you know we see all of these changes taking place and and we had to contemplate those as we develop this plan. Jedco and TIP Strategies, they're an Austin-based firm that helped us develop this plan. We worked with them and some stakeholders to develop three core principles that help to guide the planning process. And these principles provide an essential framework to evaluate the bold ideas and strategies that were eventually developed through this plan. Um, can you talk about those guiding principles a little bit? Sure, so when, when crafting the Jefferson Edge TIP really looked at this through the lens of these three guiding principles and, and the first being resiliency. How do we build an economy uh, that's resilient, diverse, and sustainable? How, how do we build an economy that can stand up to these interruptions and disruptions like COVID or like natural disasters? Um, so that was the first lens, just looking at it through resi resiliency. The second is social equity. And that was certainly playing out in the backdrop uh, as we were developing this plan, um, the, the social equity piece, but how do we position our parish for a more equitable recovery? Uh, we know with the occupations we have in the New Orleans region, um, many of the people that are most impacted by COVID are also on the lower end of, of the earning uh, scale. Uh, so we had to look at it through that lens and how do we position our parish for a more equitable recovery and, and give more opportunities to, to folks for upward, upward mobility. And then finally, on the competitiveness uh, lens, focusing on talent attraction and, and innovative growth. So how do, we, how do we attract that innovative class here? Uh, how do we continue to bring in the young entrepreneurs uh, make this a, a competitive environment, and and I think one of the uh, one of the bright lights there from a remote work standpoint is um, people don't always need to be now in Silicon Valley or or the Northwest to to work at a tech company. Many of them are working remotely, and those um, 
those players have been able to move back home or move to a city where they, they really want to be versus where they have to be. Uh, and we think the New Orleans region plays well to that. And this plan comes at just the right moment for all of this. So, so let's dig into this plan a little bit. We have five target industry clusters. Um, and these are clusters that we already had in place uh, over the last plan, but some of them have been revised a little bit. Um, so can you talk about those clusters? Um, what are they? Why are they important to our economy? Well, okay, let's, let's go through those. The, the first being healthcare uh, innovation. And the, uh, the important thing there is, is the innovation because healthcare uh, typically is not always looked at as, um, as economic development when it's just serving the, um, the local community. But we're blessed to have um, some strong healthcare systems in Jefferson Parish that are focusing on the innovation, um, bringing new technologies to market, um, also wear, you know, wearable medical technology. Those are all things that are taking place in Jefferson. We've, we've seen great advancements and, and we think there's a, a great desire to um, improve those areas and, and increase our employment and, and investment around that area. Uh, supply chain infrastructure, um, you know, moving goods from, from place to place. We have some great assets in uh, in Jefferson Parish with the, uh, the airport and, and the Avondale site and, and port-owned properties uh, up and down the river. Um, we're, we're also add to that the, the railroads, the, the class one railroads that are all in this area. We have the ability to move things like no other community in, in North America and uh, we, we need to exploit that uh, opportunity uh, even more. Culinary products, a, a third uh, focus area, and we all know New Orleans for its food culture. We all know uh, that people around the world want to export our, our our food culture. They want um, our our seasonings and our raw products, and uh, we have a lot of opportunity in, in culinary products. Uh, environmental and engineering service is another another growth area. We've had such a history. Um, going back to the oil and gas industry, but how that transitions into environmental and those you know, skills and, and incorporating them into the new environmental services um, sector. Technology and design, uh, it's, it's a, a sector that, that has been strong in the New Orleans region, but, but certainly can use more focus and, and, and more growth uh, we've we've seen some some regional wins with video game manufacturers and digital media um, sector, uh, but we we certainly in Jefferson can afford to to use some more investment there, uh, and then then hospitality and, and and entertainment is another another sector in this region that people know us for our hospitality. We're known for our hospitality and and, and our entertainment ability. And then I would just end with with chemical manufacturing, and that sometimes has has a bad connotation. But um, we we have so many raw products coming up and down the river. We have um, products and byproducts that can be used to make things like, uh, for example, the plexiglass barriers that are that are keeping people safe right now. Um, so we we have a lot of ability. Uh, in the chemical sector for, for clean manufacturing and, and clean chemical uh, products. 
So let's talk about, about this plan just a little bit deeper. The plan is divided up into three goals with a number of action items and strategies in each section. The first being talent and workforce. And you've touched on this a little bit, but, but why is this so important uh, to our economy? I think you have to start by saying our workforce is our greatest resource. Uh, our people uh, you know, are our greatest resource in, in Jefferson Parish and we have hard workers and, and productive workers in, in Jefferson. And um, at the same time, we wanna focus on creating more opportunities for our workforce. So um, that provides us with an opportunity to look at um, retraining and upskilling workers. Um, and that, that has been exposed through COVID um, with so many folks in, in the region employed in the hospitality sector. And as that sector has suffered, uh, many, many individuals have sought opportunities to look into a different field and be retrained in some different field or, or to be upskilled uh, in, in other fields. So that uh, I think is, is, is sort of low hanging fruit economic mobility and opportunity, giving folks opportunities to, to change fields. Talent recruitment and retention is, is interesting. I mentioned previously um, with, with folks being able to work remotely now, I think it gives us a better foothold to be able to attract talent here uh, to this region where they wanna be. They wanna enjoy the music and the food and the culture um, and, and a lower uh, cost uh, of living while while really enjoying a high quality of life, so um, we, we're going to focus on on the talent recruitment piece as well, and then I think fortifying our higher ed uh, partnerships. We've always enjoyed strong relationships with our higher higher education partners, um, but what we've seen more recently is a willingness on the part of our higher ed partners to develop curriculums around retraining and upskilling and and new fields of interest. As we've been able to attract companies, we've had a willingness from, from our higher ed partners to develop curriculum uh, around those individual uh, corporate needs. Um, so that, that gives us an opportunity to strengthen and fortify those partnerships. And, and that's when we're most successful. And, and we have seen throughout the, the region, some of our biggest economic development wins, those, those decision makers have pointed to the relationships with our higher ed partners as as decision making factors. That's incredible. The the real power of partnership for sure. Um, let's talk about goal number two. This one is all about innovation in industry. We're looking at industry recruitment, some new marketing efforts, which I know I'm excited about since a lot of that um, will, will, will fall down in the marketing uh, department. I'm really excited to, to dig in in some of these areas. Um, we're focusing on um, business retention and expansion, which is something that we've always done, but we're, we have sort of an enhanced focus on this. And then of course, entrepreneurship and innovation. So can you talk about the importance of growing these programs uh, to enhance the economy? Because these are all things that we are currently doing. We're just looking at new ways of doing them and, and trying out some, some different things. So you have a couple of different things going on here and, and they're all embedded in, in JEDCO's for, uh, core functions, but we'll start with, with retention and expansion. And um, JEDCO has been at the forefront of, of business retention and expansion for 20, 25 years. 
we had one of the first structured business retention programs in, in the South. And um, we have always believed and we continue to believe that, um, that business retention is our best recruitment tool. Um, the more we can do to keep our existing companies healthy and vibrant and growing, uh, the more other companies will want to co-locate and, and be in a healthy environment. So uh, we, we need to augment those efforts, even though we're proud of, of our history there and proud of our efforts. Um, I think we need to double down at this point and, and, and redouble our efforts to uh, strengthen our retention uh, and, and expansion programs at the same time um, focusing on, on innovation and, and, and entrepreneurship and, and building organically our economy, uh, encouraging people to start new businesses. And, and I think that remains to be seen because we're still pretty early in, in the life cycle of this pandemic, but you have seen throughout history that through hardships and natural disasters, entrepreneurs are born. Uh, their, their hands are forced and, and they, they have to kind of strike out on their own through, you know, whether they've been downsized or right-sized or laid off or whatever from, from other opportunities. Um, it's at those times that, that many entrepreneurs are forced to, to make the decision to start on their own. And, and that, you know, hopefully can be one of the things to come out of, of COVID-19 is that we probably will see another boom of, of entrepreneurship. So, uh, how do we focus on keeping those entrepreneurs here uh, and facilitating the growth of their companies um, uh, locally? Uh, and then, then attraction. Um, we, we have always worked with our regional and state partners at Greater New Orleans Inc. and LED. Uh, we've worked with them on the attraction uh, of companies to the area, but uh, Jedco is, is trying to augment our efforts on direct outreach and, and direct efforts to, to bring companies that, that are in those targeted industries that we discussed, the ones who we can make a value proposition that Jefferson is where you need to be and, and where you should uh, move your business. One of the key tools that we use to, to attract a business into the community is it's, yes, the business climate and yes, it's the the right space for a business, but there is also this um, importance about quality of place and businesses are really looking when they're, when they're looking at a community as a whole, they're, they're looking for quality of place. And so goal three is, is all about that. It's about real estate development that creates quality spaces for new jobs and investment. And we're looking at urban and mixed use development, industrial development, housing, which you're seeing with Terrytown already. And, and we're looking to, to mimic that across the parish um, access to amenities. Can you talk about how all of this ties into economic development and, and how it can be used as an attraction and recruitment tool? So, so many of the things that we, we've discussed already today, they, they all go hand in hand. There's, there's typically not one that comes before the other. You have to have all of these things working in concert in order to have a thriving and, and successful and harmonious economic landscape. Um, we can throw all of the incentives we want at a company to, to attract them to the area, but if their executives don't find a, a, a house that's desirable and they can't place their children in schools that are desirable and, and all of these things that go into to quality of place, we're not going to be successful in the long term in retaining and, and growing those companies. So 
um, that's why we, we've we've placed the focus on these things like the mixed use development, those those types of developments you see in other communities that that I, I say are aspirational. Um, you know, Jefferson really grew up as as a bedroom community, mostly single family uh, houses, and we don't have a whole lot of, of mixed use development. So we're, we're playing from behind there a little bit. Um, but we've seen uh, great announcements come out, for example, at, at Clearview um, City Center, where, where we're going to develop living units and retail and medical and, and, and that's a, a great start for us. Uh, but that all goes into economic development and creating desirable, desirable location where people want to reside uh, and feel safe and feel confident that, you know, they're going to have all of their needs uh, met. So quality of place is synonymous with uh, strong economic development efforts. This is such an exciting plan. Um, I've had the pleasure to read through it and spend some time with it. And I know many of our, our you know, our staff and stakeholders have had that chance as well. Um, we are so excited to share this with our community. You have gone on record. I think you even said it earlier in this podcast that this plan might be our most ambitious to date in all the years of JEDCO history, but JEDCO is certainly up to the task, wouldn't you say? Oh, I, um, I, I feel fully confident that if there's any team that can, can carry it out, it's our, our team at, at JEDCO. But uh, as, as, as I like to say, the, the Jefferson Edge is the plan that keeps the, uh, the train on the tracks. And, uh, and we do that by not just having a conceptual plan, but having actual implementation items. Um, and, and we have a lot of implementation items in this plan. I've, I've lost count uh, at how many. Um, and, and, and it keeps me up at night because we have so much, so much work to do. But I have so much confidence in this team because uh, this team owns this plan. They, they have torn into it and they have adopted it as their own. And I, I know the JEDCO team uh, will not rest until they feel like they're successfully carrying this out. With the launch of this plan, what are you most excited about? Is there is there any one piece that that really stands out to you, or is it just you're excited about all of it? I think what I'm most excited about is bringing this to the public. Uh, our starting with our investors to to be able to sit with our investors who have have largely invested and funded our previous efforts to not only show them what we've accomplished over the last 20 years, but to, to show them we're not resting on our laurels, that it's full speed ahead. And we have a more ambitious plan uh, to put in front of them uh, because that's what this is all about. It's about creating opportunity for everyone and incre you know, increasing the pie uh, for everyone. So I I'm excited about that, but I I'm, I'm more excited about the opportunities we believe this could create for people throughout our community um, job opportunities for our residents, uh, opportunities for um, minority business owners uh, who, who might not have had those opportunities before. Uh, that's what this plan is all about, is, is creating opportunities for our people. I love that. You know, we've touched on this already, but we're already seeing pieces of this plan moving into place, right? It's not 
it's not like we built this plan and then it's just been sitting while it's while, while we've been editing it and working through it. Our team is either working on some of these goals or they're poised to begin a work work in a lot of these areas. So it's a it's a very exciting and critical time for our economy. Can can you talk about that? You know, our team never sits never sits still. So um, there have been items that, as we even began the discussions with stakeholders, and it and we could tell items were rising to the top, we already started working on some of those items. So um, we, we look forward to, there are so many initiatives and so many implementation items to do. Um, in order to accomplish that in five years, we, we needed a, a head start. And uh, so we, we've started on, on many of those items. And, um, and, and whether it be in, in the, the talent and workforce piece or, or our business retention efforts or um, one of the interesting things we'll be uh, undertaking this week, and it, it was actually a, a, an item in the plan, is reviewing our mission statement at JEDCO to make sure that with all of these new strategies, make sure our mission statement is, is still aligned with, with what we're trying to carry out. Uh, but, but then just the, the actual efforts, increasing our retention efforts, increasing our attraction efforts, many and most of those things are already underway in some form or fashion. Am I missing anything? Is there anything you want to add? It's, uh, it's an exciting time for, for JEDCO. It's an exciting time for Jefferson Parish. And, and, and my message to, to anyone listening is that um, this, this Jefferson Edge plan uh, is all about creating opportunity. And, and, and our hope and our desire is that our efforts uh, improve your business and improve opportunities for your business uh, and improve opportunities for our residents to, um, to obtain uh, higher paying jobs, um, to, to be able to, to grow in the community and, and that we can retain our, our, our people and, and help them settle here and, and expand here. Well, Jerry, this has been an enlightening, illuminating conversation. I am so proud to be a part of this team as we start to carry all of this out. And I know that our, our business community, our parish, um, our partners are going to be very excited about this plan. And so I just thank you so much for your time and for helping us dive a little deeper into what all of this means for, for Jefferson Parish. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. A special thanks to Jerry for being on the show and sharing some really great insight into the Jefferson Edge 2025. As he mentioned, actions within this plan are already being carried out by our team. We know this will have a tremendous impact on our community, and we have linked the plan to our website and in the show notes so you can learn more. I've been missing our regular season episodes, and I'm so excited to share that we will be coming back soon with a season four. We're talking all things financing and focusing on many of the small businesses that have received loans from Jedco to start up or grow. We think you are going to love what our borrowers have to say. If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our episodes are released on Thursdays, typically on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite shows. If you like our show, please feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Those reviews help others find our show and listen in. And it's always just really great to hear what you guys have to say. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. Again, you can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, 
please email me at kscram at jedco.org. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here soon.